Welcome to Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name is Zach, and this week we've got a regular talk show with our regular crew. I have Mark, and I have Steve. Mark, how are you today? I'm feeling a little rough, but you know what? I am here, because I'm a trooper, and the show must go on, and darn it, let's make this happen. (laughs) Let's make it happen. Yeah. Steve, how are you today? I'm calling in sick. (laughs) (laughs) If Mark's here, you can't call in sick. I'm taking his sick day. <laughs> oh, you're taking He's his? Oh, that's smart. He's legitimately ill you're and showing up anyway, so there's an extra floating sick day in the oh, ether for man. me to grab. Oh, that's so true. Yep. I need to use that next Too late, time. called it. Damn. <clears throat> well, like I said, we're going to have another talk show today. Uh, but like we always do, we're going to start off with our segment, Wish of the Week. <laughs> of the week we talk about anything we're excited for from movies to rpgs to video games this week um uh steve go <laughs> well i am very excited this week because next weekend uh, uh free play florida is coming up and uh, if you're familiar with it or if you aren't either way it's a uh, pinball and retro arcade game enthusiast convention where a lot of like collectors and people that are just really into old games and, and who have actual pinball machines they bring their machines together set them all up on free play and you can go through and just play hundreds of different arcade games and pinball machines for free as long as you'd like and i'm gonna have a table set up um, i'm gonna be uh, uh selling my anarchy card games well all the way card games i guess um and a few other things and we've done this for two years now and it's usually really busy for us but it's also just the coolest con ever because oh my god the games you can play i'm not even kidding it's amazing so um yeah i am jazzed and looking forward to that and it's gonna be great yeah you say you're you're gonna sell your an arcade game but uh all of aren't all of your games and arcade games no no i've got uh, recomec is another one i do the, with the uh, oh recomec is yeah that's that that's right that's yeah. right yeah. although at this point we do have uh i've got a new anarcade coming out for the con i was hoping to have it done but it's gonna have to be on pre-order uh we'll we'll have a demo there to show for it but it's uh, basically the redesign of the anarcade deck building game um the original one just uh, uh more streamlined and better and more polished and just a lot more fun and it also plays four players out of the box so um oh cool come check it out it's 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 a big improvement and i'm super looking forward to it i've been working on this for the past like year and it's neat to see it finally coming out yeah that's really cool awesome yeah i'll I'll have to uh i'll have to check that out absolutely and if any any of the listeners if any of the listeners want to you know get in a lot pre-order let us know Uh, we'll we'll get in contact with y'all yeah absolutely definitely well um mark it's, it's Mark's turn for Wish of the Week. My Wish of the Week, I have to say, is a complete surprise even to me. Um, <laughs> we, we were out late last night, which we'll get to that in a minute. But I got home and there was a package on my front door. And I was too tired. I didn't even open it. I literally opened this about a half hour ago. And it is uh, the Blight Chronicles card game. 
I think I talked mm. about this. I, oh my! It was yeah. a Kickstarter. I I I uh, supported. I don't know, maybe a year ago. <laughs> okay. And to be honest, I completely forgot about it. You forgot about and it. Just yeah, exactly. Last night, it literally showed up on my doorstep. Um, well, that's great. So I pulled that out and uh, I've just started flipping through that. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that goes. Cool. Uh, let us know a little bit about it. What what kind of what kind it of game is, is it? it? It's a solo deck builder game. Ooh. Um, Ooh. A narrative. <laughs> it, it, it's very, it's a narrative solo deck building game. Okay. With a uh, espionage theme. So you. No no wait wait a second wait a second you yeah. didn't put anything on Kickstarter though. No, no, no. This <laughs> did you make this no. game? Because it sounds like you this made is it. Your, this is your game, though. <laughs> does not it? It sounds like it, doesn't it? But yeah. uh, no, it's it. Actually, it's funny because kind of flipping through it, there are some uh, Steam Spy elements. You know, you have a very oh, specific cool. uh, um, kind of a, a a framework of what you're trying to. For the first, the first thing you do is infiltration. Okay, and then you mm-hmm. proceed to do okay. your mission. You know, you kind of branches off in a couple different choices. And you complete a mission um, very similar to Steam Spy. Yeah. Um, Eerily but, uh, similar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the gameplay I mean, is but if, completely different. But if, but. You, if, you think, if you think about it, all espionage kind of starts with infiltrating somewhere. Yeah. 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 That was, that was so, my I mean, thing. Natu- naturally, that's going to be where a lot of people go if they're designing these games. Right. So, yeah. yeah. It's a natural, natural thing. But... Uh, but yeah, you um, you know you have a, an agent, and you go through, and uh, you're trying to accomplish these things without attracting too much notice, and and you're mm-hmm. you're gathering resources along the way. Um, oh man! Like I said, I, I just started looking through it, but uh, looks really interesting. I'm interested to try, to try it. Very cool. Yeah, let me know. How yeah, it, like, let us know. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Anything else for you this week, Mark? Uh, well, I I guess I could talk about this now. We um, did something last night, not really a wish, but it was uh, kind of a fun fun thing to, to uh, have done. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to uh, an event called uh, Zoo Done It, which was a uh, a murder mystery at the zoo. That's exactly what it was. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes! At night, I've was after- heard. I've oh heard God. of these. That is beautiful. These yeah. Sound like so much fun. Also, greatest title ever. ever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was up in up in uh, Steve's neck of the woods. Up, uh, you know, not Ooh. far from where he lives. Oh, so. the Sanford Zoo. Yeah. Central- That's a great zoo. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you went there. Thank and, you for posting uh, your your location to all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Swing them sure. by, buy my game. Anyway. <laughs> Swing on. So tell me, but. About it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we went there and yeah, they got food all over the place and drinks and um but you uh you go in and there's some a couple of radio celebrities there and and they staged this uh this crime, you know, this this uh woman had been uh, abducted and she Ooh. had a couple of a couple of clues that uh yeah. yeah, the guy was missing a finger and he had a leash with him and uh you know and you know you you collecting these uh, clues, and of course they 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 encouraged everybody to dress up in like safari gear and stuff. <laughs> oh, cool! And then, okay. Then you go out into the 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 zoo, and actual you know, walk around the zoo, and they had food and drinks, and and then they actually had um, this is all done in uh, cooperation with a lot of uh, local crime fighting. So they actually had like CSI units. 
had crime scenes set up where you could go and you could, oh, they, that's could cool. they could explain how they do different types of research and hmm. um, they had they had this camera that uh, set up a 3D um, imaging of the crime scene and they were showing oh, how that works. Really cool stuff. Oh, that's um, so slick. And then they had um, they were actually uh, police recruits. Um, they were you know kids that are you know, going to be police that were volunteering and they were acting out. Um, they they were all scattered around the zoo, acting out different things. Oh, that's fun. So kind it, of like a flash mob, but for for the or, the, the characters, but of the, you know, the for the for the characters, smaller, yeah, smaller groups. And, and it was funny because you know we we got uh, we were walking around and they they had said you know anybody who's not wearing a name tag, you can question them. They're you know so we're walking through you know we're walking past and there's these two two uh, young kids sitting on a bench, you know, and we walk past us, we walk past them. They're thinking. And and they're, and they're saying things like, "Hey, this is our turf. Get out of here. Leave hmm. us alone." Don't. And, and, and I, I kind of forgot about it. I just kind of walked past them, thinking, "Okay, first of all, geez, a couple of couple of punks got in for uh, during this event. That's tough. <laughs> Rude, you know." Much. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing was, and actually, for punks, they're pretty polite. That's kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and polite then, punks. And then. <laughs> You know, we get past them and realize, oh wait, no, we were supposed to question them. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Not a lot so of gangs back and Cockney accents in this neck of the woods, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so eventually, eventually, we circled around, and after we knew a little bit more of what was going on, we went back and asked them some questions. But yeah, it was, cool. it was that sort of thing. There was all these things going on, and uh, um, you know, these people around, and and you know, it's really funny because basically, this was a whole, this was an entire LARPing situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was a bunch of people who didn't really realize they were LARPing. They've been tricked into it. That's the best kind of LARPing. <laughs> exactly. LARPing. It's like yeah. uh, um, it's like it's like tricking your friend or significant other to a convention. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, there's a bunch of people <laughs> are just like, and, and, and much like that that situation, it will result in a murder. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The same thing happens either way. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that sounds like a lot of fun. It was fun. It was really neat. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a fun time. And, uh, yeah, if they have these things other, other places, then I recommend it. Give it a shot. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll keep my eyes up. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. They do it every Mm -hmm. year, apparently. So they do. uh, Well, I'm, that's on my calendar then because yeah. Group outing. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Oh man. Um, well for me this week. A couple new things on. I, it feels weird. Mark's usually the one that tells us about these things. Uh, <laughs> on the Disney side of things, um, here uh, Disney Plus just released. I am very excited. So I have heard. I am very excited. Have you all picked it up yet? Do you all? I have not. So have you picked it up yet? I want to. I want to hear about the right. Mandalorian. All right. Ooh. So I have picked it up. Okay. Um, I've only watched one episode of the Mandalorian so far. Ooh. Um, it's very good, like everybody says. Okay. Uh, the end of the first episode will surprise you mm-hmm. if you don't already know from spoilers that are out in the world nope. already. Good so far. I think um, I do. Good so far. Cool. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's it's really good so far. I mean, it's it's what a Star Wars kind of television series would look like, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, has there been one other than animated series? 
uh, there's been a, oh the the two animateds and a few uh, TV yeah. specials. But like, but has no. there has there been like an actual full fledged like Star Wars TV series before? I don't think not so. live action. No, no, there's no, been, there's no. been three TV specials, but no uh, no live action show. Yeah, um, it it feels a lot like the um, kind of the vibe you get when you watch Rogue One. I like that. Okay. I don't know because okay. it because it kind of I don't know it kind of watches different. Mm-hmm. In my experience, Rogue One watches a lot different than the other movies. Excellent. Rogue One was probably my favorite of the modern movies. So I'm, yeah, I've thoroughly you've got my attention so far. I can hardly wait. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, the the main character is is broody yet fascinating. Okay, kind of like a, a Mandalorian should be. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's got some good elements so far. Um, and they've they've got all the classics. Like okay, so the 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 day it launched, uh, we watched Newsies, which oh, is an old Disney Newsies, movie, yeah. starring starring one Christian Bale and many other people Mm -hmm. but um i i watched it in high school because you know we in theater we would watch a new you know musical like every week okay um and i i had seen it and i hadn't seen it since then and like nowhere had streamed it Mm -hmm. and i was i was so gutted because it's like i don't i don't want to just go and i could i could just go and buy the dvd let's be honest i could buy Mm -hmm. a dvd or blu-ray of newsies and be just perfectly fine yeah, but this is the world of this is this is the uh, the time of streaming. So true. Uh, <laughs> so if if you got if you're gonna stream, stream. <laughs> so I was really excited that all these all these Disney things are are there. I watched um, the Three Caballeros. I don't know if you've seen that that oh, old yeah. uh, oh sure that old yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I watched that as well. I've just watched a couple, you know, pick and choose things here. Nice. Um, and I'm 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 just looking forward to to whatever their original stuff is. So they're going to have a lot of original stuff. They already do. They've got a couple things. Yeah, the Marvel don't they shows. Have like, the... Yeah. Don't they have like a lot of their uh their animated series stuff like uh DuckTales and uh Yeah. Darkwing Dark yeah. Dark... Duck, I think. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, they've they've got kind of they they've covered all bases. Actually, nice. and I, what I didn't know is they own National Geographic? Yeah. Yeah, which they've got a, some National Geographic specials on there. Like they've got a new, a new Gordon Ramsay one, which Indeed. looks very interesting. And Gordon Gordon Ramsay traveling the world is always fun. Sure. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> um, enough about Disney Plus. Go get it. Go go pay eight bucks a month and get it. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to. It looks really cool. It sounds awesome. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or steal someone's login code. Yeah, that's yes, easy right. enough to do. Mm-hmm. Steal one of your family members. <laughs> uh, last last Disney thing I have here, uh, also Star Wars related, kind of strangely enough, okay. is uh, is Jedi: The Fallen Order, which is the new game that just released yesterday, two days ago, something along those lines, maybe very maybe a past. week ago, I don't know, yeah, very recently. Um, and I have played the hell out of it. Mm, okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited, Steve. I heard you picked it up, but you haven't you haven't played it yet. I do. It's idling on my coffee table while I finish uh, Outer Worlds. But oh my god, I'm so looking forward mm. to it. It looks amazing. You better finish Outer Worlds or put it on the back burner. Okay, this is good. <laughs> nice. This is a good game, my friend. Um, yeah, my wish of the weeks have kind of been things that have already happened, but uh, oh well, that's fine. Anyways. Oh, I've I've babbled on enough, uh, and I think we'll cap it for this segment of Wish of the Week. 
Now we're on to our segment, RPG Reflection. In RPG Reflection, we talk about our last game session. In this case, it was the first two episodes of season three of Flash, Bash, and Panache. Uh, it was my week, and I, I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, no reason um, to be the great. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just always... I always hate writing for like the start of a new campaign. Okay. Um, which is kind of, kind of what this new season is. You know, there's been a little bit of a break since we've played. Um, you know, this kind of feels like it's the start, like we ended our last story and we're starting a brand new story, mm-hmm. even though, you know, elements sure. that are the same from the last stories will come in. Um, but yeah, it's still, it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot riding on the, on session one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I think especially for us, because this, this is going to be public to people. And so it's kind of, you know, a, a form of entertainment. So, you know, I, there's that extra pressure to, uh, to make it entertaining and make it, um, exciting. True. But, but I've talked enough. Go for it. You guys, <laughs> you guys talk. Well, let, let me start since this was mostly about Mateo. So let me get my stuff out of the way. I okay. just wanted to say that uh, I thought this was the the most uh, integrated and seventh C ish game that you've ever run. Um, I felt like it really focused on who and what we were. Um, it pulled into the backstory. It felt connected to our universe, our previous games, our our world, uh, and. Um, I, I thought it was really amazingly well done. I had a great time. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked how you pulled in some of the old characters. Uh, it was cool to see the um, uh, the street urchins again. Um, oh, yeah. uh, Claire, Claire and, and her Claire and her gang. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was neat. It was neat to see them making an, uh, an appearance. And um, it was fun just to be able to kind of interact with, with that. It gave it a little bit more history. Um, and it really helped kind of reinforce the motivations for, for the characters that we had. Like, you know, we, we knew these people from before. And... Um, I also really liked how we got to dig into some of Mateo's backstory. Like we had, you know, there were characters from his history that we got to actually meet and and kind of, uh, you know, do do scenes with. <laughs> and um, right. it was it it really helped kind of flesh him out as as a character. Like it, it's you know, like finding a chest of gold is great, but like you know, cathartically exercising some of your demons when you were a small child <laughs> is, is a little bit more gratifying. So just yeah. a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, well, part of damn. part of that is to, you know, we're changing the way we're writing for Seventh C, and this is kind of a big season for us because, um, we hope to make it even better. Mm-hmm. You know, just because we're actually using the way Seventh C tells you to write your character-based stories, and we haven't been. Mm-hmm. Um, True. I mean, we could talk about that a little bit, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's it's basically whatever you want to accomplish for your character, whether it be a new attribute or ability or skill. As, cetera, as in character advancement, like, like in, yeah, in character advancement. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So the the meta back behind the the RP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, like if you want to get a new a new ability, a new skill, uh, maybe it's worth, um, you know, what three points, whatever the the uh, XP points, uh-huh. the experience points. Yeah, and um, that that would make it, you know, whatever story that this goal is set around would make it a three step story. So that will be more or less accomplished in three sessions, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we're we're going more along those routes, and uh, and it, it it helps me because I always enjoy you know hearing from the players and and asking what do you what do you want to do what what do you want to accomplish? Let me know. I'll write whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that and this this kind of really uh, encourages that, and so I really enjoy that. What do you guys think of, of this whole? Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you guys think of the whole new writing system? You guys haven't, you know, written like I've just been writing for, for these sessions quite yet. But um, what do you think from uh, from the unexperienced point of well, view? Well, this, this so was far? mostly mostly uh, Mateo's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Story. So, what do you say, yeah. Steve? Let's hear. Well, it. I I found it really gratifying. Like it was it was cool. It gave me a chance to to kind of delve into different aspects of the character that that i hadn't like seen before and it gave us a chance to really kind of flesh out a lot of the attributes for him that um you know uh we we in in the past you know whereas it it would have been like you know maybe he just kind of stabbed his way through a situation where we're getting a chance to see some of his personality like like drawn into a scene and i feel like it's also true that uh, nathaniel got to be nathaniel a little bit more than than we might have Mm -hmm. in the past too Mm -hmm. um you know, it's it's we get to play to our strengths and and um, react to scenes a little bit more kind of realistically, like logically, as far as yeah. you know, yeah. characters, you know, in a scene. And more more how maybe more how the character would re- respond to situ- certain situations based on true the kind of the reward system maybe yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and for new new newer listeners i want to kind of jump in here too and say you know I, i'm kind of saying this was pretty much mateo focused and yeah. that that's again that's part of our design is you know he kind of got the spotlight this week and yeah. you know, next next time uh nathaniel might get more of a spotlight and then uh, uh ryan might get his spotlight and you know so yeah, you know, it's we've, not a complaint. We've got this whole was... round robin thing, right? Around. We're gonna right. we're trying to kind of play that up a little bit, and that way, I think each of the characters will get a chance to kind of grow a little bit more dynamically. Yeah, but that being said, yes, I did feel like like Nathaniel was able to to contribute in a very Nathaniel way. And, yeah, did uh, feel involved based around his character. Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. it was great. Yeah, yeah it, it really I, was. Um, and that was less about me and more about how you all approach situations. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was less of my job and that was more of your job. So sure. good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, Steve, any other thoughts? Um, nope, Since I had a great time. This was kind of your it, your story. It was. <laughs> it, it really was. Um, yeah, no, I, I think we um, we got uh, Mateo a little bit more established and, and figured out kind of a little bit more why he is the way he is, and um, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to uh, spending some more time with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. I, I had a lot of fun running it, and I hope hope you guys had a lot of fun playing it. But um, but yeah, like I said, we hope to to make this season. Uh, better than the last one just because 
uh, we kind of have our head screwed on right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope so. Hopefully. But I think that'll be it for this segment of RPG Reflection. Now on to some main topics here. Um, let's see. We've got a lot of stuff. This week, we're kind of going to be talking about uh, ga- just game design in general. We've got a couple topics here that we wanted to talk about. Um, first things first, let's just open up this topic with um, what do you consider essential rules um, when, when writing or, or when playing? I guess this could come from a you know, player standpoint, you know. So we're looking for sort but, um, of uh, like like what is required in a tabletop RPG? Like what is sort of the bare minimum, or just kind of like what what you need to have some what framework do you, for? What do you what do you need in there? Like what needs to be in there to to be a successful or a fairly successful RPG? You know, I think it really kind of depends on the game. My my the first thing I was going to say would be a combat system, but on the other hand, having played Tales from the Loop. <laughs> yeah. You don't necessarily need a combat. Yeah. yeah. I I think uh, I think stats, like some form of statistics are surrounding the attributes of your play your characters. Like even if it's incredibly streamlined, I think you need to have something that kind of defines your your guys and who your character is numbers. and how yeah, and how well he can do things. Yeah, yeah. some sort of uh, just say as a baseline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So character yeah, attributes agree. of some form. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Some sort of of metric for for judging your character versus other characters, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it's been determined that it's not necessary. But you don't you don't need to have a really a, a setting or a location that it it can be a generic. Mm-hmm. RPG. If we go from the you know creating a rule set point of view, right. yes. If you're okay. if you're actually yeah, you can have a setting agnostic uh, game, but I mean your story obviously would need to have some sort of a setting. But but yeah, yeah. as far as the rules themselves, yeah, that's GM side though. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and of course some sort of uh, combat resolution or conflict resolution. I think, conflict you know. resolution. Um, yeah, yeah. Whether mm-hmm. it's... a way of a way of getting through troubles. Well, a, yeah. a way of uh, kind of randomizing, you know, not just saying you automatically succeed or fail based on right. based on your your statistics. You know, there's some sort of randomizing element. Right. You can have a diceless you know, system, but there needs to be mm-hmm. something there to to give some sort of element of chance. Or yes. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So some form of random number generation and. Because you need you, basically what you're doing is kind of like doing checks of some sort, right? Like ability checks, which would be based on your ability stats. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree completely. Um, but a lot of the other stuff, I mean, stuff that you consider to be essential, really isn't. Like you said, combat. You could do it without combat. Um, without combat. You yeah. like mm-hmm. you know a, a equipment rules, which take up half the book, and a lot of things are are like that's mm-hmm. not really essential. Um, depending on your well, setting, you want yeah. 7C doesn't really employ uh, equipment Equipment stats. at all. Yeah. So yeah. there's an example right there that that's not an issue. It's pretty much just abstracted away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it kind of all goes back to what Mark said. It kind of depends on what kind of game you're going for. Yeah. Um, let's, let's say, um, you know, a fantasy RPG, not unlike... Uh, something that rhymes with D&D. 
<laughs> well, yeah, well, I was, was going to say, you know, what's, it, let's kind of compare these. Like, what's what's essential, what's not, or maybe just you know, not just what's a, you know, nothing's really essential, but what what do you like to see? What would uh, you feel is is significant? Um, and and I think one of the big questions that always kind of comes up when you talk about skills are um, uh, interaction skills, social skills. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Should those be skills or should those be role played? Handled with just role playing potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think the bigger the you know, those are kind of, you know, one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum, um, you know, and especially if you are doing like live action type thing, are the things that would that would put the player at risk if they were um playing out. Yeah, you you want to roll dice to see if you can jump across a chasm. You don't want to actually make your player yeah. jump across a chasm to see if they can do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, larping with a firearm skill could be dangerous. Exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, those sort of things. Um, and that's kind of the point of this game is is doing things, uh, you know, on paper that mm-hmm. you either couldn't or shouldn't be doing in real life. In reality, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm scrolling down just a little bit, reading through these comments. Um, a question that comes up that you know could just be a talking point for us mm-hmm. uh, says, "What's the most common issue in your game that gets resolved mechanically?" Which is a, a way to think about this. That's a good uh, question. You know, yeah, that's a very good a way of looking more. at it. Um, he says, "In many systems, it's combat." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say. Also, seen games focusing on spell casting or social mechanics. You know, so actually, spell cast. Spellcasting is a good one because that's not mm-hmm. something that can be resolved in real world at all. Yeah, right. So, at all. Mm-hmm. So it's all point. theoretical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh, but yeah, that's, you know, that is a question that narrows down this main topic question is what is essential? Well, what are mm-hmm. you focusing on? What is, what is your resolution? Yeah. Focus on that. That's essential right yeah. there. And, and in that context, I would say, yeah, combat is probably one of the biggest uh, issues. Again, depending depending on the system. Like you said, Tales from the Loop. Right, yeah. right. There, there are exceptions. social mechanics. There are yeah, always yeah. exceptions, but I think overall, as a generalization, is combat mm-hmm. is going to be your, your main biggie. Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of these systems are doing the whole uh you know fantasy-esque kind of D type stuff so a lot right. of people throw throw all these monsters and creatures that your uh high yeah. levels can uh can just murk real quick well what <laughs> what would you what would be like a, a type of of activity that you could base your game around other than combat like if you could you could actually create or design a whole game around like i don't know could you make a there's i i, I have a tabletop rpg behind here behind me here <laughs> mm-hmm it's called dialect. It's a game about language and how yeah, it dies. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's resolved with cards and and just straight role play, but. Mm-hmm. But if you were going you know, to have a, a, a primary game. activity for an RPG, like your characters aren't in fact like monster hunting, they're out doing something else. Like, could you make an RPG about lawyering or you know, <laughs> that, well, that Saint Elsewhere oh, RPG? Man. Could you actually have like doctoring through an RPG? When we did the uh, the live action vampire and werewolf, a lot of that was just plain playing out political maneuvering. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. There wasn't there was some combat to be fair, but I mean, a lot of it was just you know gathering allies and and you know 
planning out uh, you know how to backstab people politically yeah. as opposed to to physically. So those type of things are are very possible. Oh, absolutely. Well, I've got an RPG in here by the one John Wick about cats being yes. cats. Hmm. Yep. Good yeah. <laughs> oh man, I've, I could probably come up with twenty examples. <laughs> I've got some strange stuff in here. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I talked about the murder mystery. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing that we did last night. That was, you know, that was basically role playing without combat. It was, it was just, it was uh, playing out the mystery aspect yeah. of, of something. Well, and actually, like, murder mystery, like, that sort of RPG in general is a great example of something that, like, you, the entire thing is through social interactions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. in, in yeah. that case, you know, there obviously is no combat, but there is a lot of focus on social, so that's yeah. kind of a cool direction another, to take it. Another yes. game on social, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> another game on social, uh, I just got, uh, everyone is John, doesn't yep. have a combat system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely resolved different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely uh yeah, yeah, there's so there's a lot of variety and, and options. Um but uh but yeah, I think I think uh you know the more the more you get into the stuff that, that has to be um done done abstractly is where you mm-hmm. need the most essential rules. Yeah, yeah, I, I think because rules get more specific when it's not about combat. Right. Yeah, because you know when it's when it's about social situations. Well, social situations can go a vast number of ways. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. combat kind of goes: somebody has a weapon or their fists, they attack you, you attack them, somebody dies. Yeah, I mean it kind of resolves the same way. Yeah, um, a majority of the time. Whereas right. you know, and, social situations require a little bit more finesse with the rules. Yeah. And there are systems that have more of a combat-ish approach to um, social interacting, perhaps. You know, you're yeah. not doing physical damage, but maybe you're doing emotional damage or, or something, um, yeah. you know, through, through social interactions. Right. Um, so there, that can be handled. Uh, combat ish but uh but yeah it, it is a different animal mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely um let's go ahead and um transition on topics here okay um i've got one here still from the reddit uh it says if you could only pick 10 skills for your game what would they be this hmm. one's getting a little bit more um you know, personal with our kinds of uh, of design, you know, types. How what what types we fit into. So let's True. start. Uh, who wants Who wants to kick this off? Well, Mark, I you think got Mark maybe, should, maybe Mark's got a Mark little bit more has. experience. Yeah, like, yeah. Mark's kind of got Steam this. Spy, I think you've pretty much already handled this nicely. So yeah, I uh, yeah, that's a good point. I, I well, Steam Spy, I, I kind of set up in a in a format that uh kind of specifically ties attributes and uh scenarios together um and kind of forces a, a group of of skills that are based on specific combinations um i don't know that they i don't know if those would be as necess- as necessary in another 
uh, a situation. Genre of game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, actually, maybe a better uh, sampling. Um, Zach and I last week, and part of what what kind of prompted us mm-hmm. to to talk about uh, game design, did some uh, um, game testing. Some play testing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know that used a, a a similar skill kind of situation that broke down attributes and targets and um, had skills based on that. And again, I don't know if all of, if I, I think even that list could have been streamlined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I think um, uh, you, uh, you probably could have, could have gone pretty well with, with that group. I mm-hmm. think a a fighting, you know, a, a combat skill, like I say, is is a definite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a question: Do you break that into attack and defend, or you just have one generic? Right. Yeah. Know? Because like it, it it also depends on the system. Because sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes a def a defense a defensive system like having the option to defend um, is is a good thing. But well, some, and- some it's not. And depending on how robust you you want your combat to be, if, yeah. if yeah. you know you can you can brush off your combat with a, a, a single roll or two. Then, okay, uh, you know, real quick, just... I think we're I think we're getting a little uh, broad for this. So let's do let's do specifically, Mark, you, yes, for for your next game, like if if you were to optimize. Um, let's, let's make it, okay. let's make it a little bit more personal instead of, uh, instead of discussion-y. Okay. Um, still it depends on genre, but uh, yeah. you know, since I'm kind of espionage themed, let's, let's go with that. I would let's say, go with it. um, I would say definitely a, uh, um, some sort of fighting skill, probably a driving skill. Um, Stealth skills are good. Stealth is going to be a big obviously. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. stealth um, is a good one. Uh, I would say some sort of a disguise or impersonation skill. Um, and then uh, for that, I think a, a persuasion or seduction type of uh, thing is really yeah. necessary. Um, uh those are probably the basics. Um, and then, yeah, I might, uh, you know, again, because, uh, it's, it's, uh, spy, I might, I, I might break yeah. out, uh, fighting and between hand to hand and, uh, weapon combat, um, you know, firearms specifically. Yeah. Because you, there's firearms or close quarters yeah. combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 um, differs. Yes. um, Probably sleight of hand, you know, like a Ford, a, a, you know, uh, pickpocketing, uh, pickpocketing, yeah, pickpocketing, um, lock picking, lock picking, mm-hmm. et cetera, yeah, etc. Uh, those type of things. Um, those those are probably the basics right there. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a pretty solid, uh, like a pretty solid grouping of of skills there. Was yeah. that ten? That was more than ten. Less than ten. Uh, that was less than ten. But that was I think, exactly uh, ten. Perfect. We'll take it. <laughs> Did you count? Um, <laughs> Did you count, Steve? Good. Good on you, Steve. Thank you for counting. <laughs> but yeah, like I, like I say, that that's a that's that specific. You know, for a fantasy game, 
You probably yeah, wouldn't need a driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. Well, for, for, <coughs> for my fantasy, pick, it might be an animal handling instead. Yeah, you know, it might it might just change. Yeah. Well, and that, that kind of ties into mine. Instead of picking specifics for mine, I just sort of go with a rule of thumb here. And basically, what I would say is whatever skills you pick need to be equally divided among the archetypes you plan on supporting in your game. So if you've got a job, if you've got a job-based game and you've got five different jobs and you're trying to find ten different skills, you should probably make two skills that are, are are kind of directed or targeted to each job, thus giving the other jobs kind of the ability to kind of cross over a little bit here and there. So if you've got like yeah. you know one warrior and a thief and a mage, then you have three skills that are kind of combat related, like a, maybe like a dodge and an attack and a, a something beefy, and then three that are mm-hmm. kind of sneaky for your thief, uh, lock picking and climbing and, and backstabbing, and then three right. that are kind of abstractly intellectual for your mage. Uh, and that way, your characters, wh- whoever you're trying to roll up, can get a little bit of a toe into the other kind of area um, to, to spread out a little bit and, and individualize and and the people that just want to double down or, or the actual people who are picking that job can can also focus if they choose. So uh, that's kind yeah, of that overall. Sense. Yeah. And I think it helps with, with uh, uh, play balance a little bit too in terms of uh, we're going into a situation um, we need some heavy stuff lifted. Uh, let's let's turn to oh, our yeah. our heavy lifter character we we um, talked about that a lot last week mm-hmm. yeah off the yeah. air when we we're when we were doing play testing exactly and, um but yeah we need something um you know we, we need we, someone we, to sneak somewhere let's let's you know let our sneaky person yeah exactly. let's let our our nathaniel go well yes and, yeah <laughs> and if you want to have a, a warrior that can sneak yeah they've got the option to that but they also you know like you can it gives you a little bit of diversity without having to do a full blown cross class multi system where things yes. sort of yeah. get diluted. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good call. Exactly. Exactly. Um I so I'm the kind of person that I'm gonna go the opposite way with this because I'm the person that wants to more generalize my rules. Okay. And mm-hmm. be be like no skills, like whatever attribute you that that is corresponding to said thing you want to do sure it, you know is based on that i'm i'm more of the don't make it as crunchy like let people kind of do things in a narrative game because mm-hmm. it's a narrative game mm-hmm. um but i also would include a combat system let's be honest because everybody's gonna go into combat but do you need skills for that? Um, I'm thinking of the John Carter game. There are no yeah. skills at all. Yeah. It's just for combat. You use a different set of uh, attributes than different set of attributes. Yeah, yeah. And a skillless system is actually like I'm. Like, I kind of I'm that. far closer to to that side of things. Yeah. Than the than the D and D side of things. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable. Definitely. Um. But okay, we're doing a whole theoretical here. This is a yeah. <laughs> pick ten of skills. <laughs> of course. Um the the more Steve talked, the more I agreed with him. <laughs> yeah. I do have that effect. Because having <laughs> having that <laughs> having that good balance of you know the different kinds of skills based on different types of things. Mm-hmm. So like having a good balance of those skills um is is essential. Um, yes. Well, I think that's a challenge. Um you know, with with oh, yeah. creating skills is get, having them have equal weight. You know, if if you have one combat skill, 
is that going to become the skill everybody has to have? Everybody has to put, you know, no one's going to waste right. time putting anything into, into stealth. Well, and, and that's kind of the danger zone right there. I think you that's actually kind of hits the nail on the head is what you don't want when doing game design is like one skill that everybody needs. Like that's the trap yes. that you get with a lot of games where it's like you've got perception mm-hmm. and everybody needs to have perception or you're not going to notice anything that goes on in the story. Yeah. Something like exactly. that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but but that's but, where it break that's where it helps to you know if you find that happening break it up. If if fighting yeah. is that popular Break it into attack and defend and uh, you know. defense. Well, yeah. What yeah. I like to go with is if it's that popular, it should be an attribute instead of a skill. Like it should be that something that everyone okay. gets in some capacity. Um, if it's That's something that everyone's going to need everyone. all the time or, or or many many times every session. It's it's yeah. like it's like each individual character's armor class. Like that's different than you know a regular ability. That's something they have. Yeah, right. You know, they have an armor class, just basically. So, mm-hmm. inclu- you know, that can also be included, like perception. Perception isn't included. True. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is just it's base level for everybody. They can you know level it up if this levels up, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, whatever. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Let's talk about kind of the other side of things. Um, never mind. I'm gonna cut that out because I just forgot what we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> the other side of things. We're going over there now. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Let's, let's talk on the other side of things. You were saying, you know, having that skill that everybody needs, but we didn't talk about that skill that is not included that a lot of people use. Okay. That's not included in the game. Mm. So it's like, I want to do this, but there's no great way written into the rules that kind of tells me how I can do this or, you know, what to roll, you know, what to do. Well, that and, kind of gray area of something that isn't really included. Well, in that case, I feel like we're talking about sort of an omission in design. Like if, if, if people are keep trying to find out what their perception role is to notice something or whatever, and that doesn't exist in the system, then there's going to be a problem. If you have to make an awkward dice roll that doesn't like, if you're rolling intelligence to see if, you know, there's, you know, somebody sneaking up on you, then <laughs> that's not really intelligence, and that's probably a, a, a an issue somewhere in in the design. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I I would think too, or, or the other side of that coin is be aware of of why it's omitted. Seven C, for example, does not have any kind of perception role mm-hmm. because because you know, the, you know what you need to know. Kind well, of. it's it. It's based on a risk. You only roll dice if something is at risk. And right. for a perception roll, it's a, um, if it's needed to know for the narrative, you know it. If it's not needed to know, you don't need to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and right. that's, and that's driven that's by narrative. Inclu- it's more, more included in the writing. Right. You know, it's so just be a, a different way of writing it. Yeah. Right. But, but uh, be aware of if something is, is omitted, why it's omitted. Um, and yeah. and perhaps address that if you're you know if you're creating if it's your game yeah mm-hmm. yeah definitely you know every keep everybody on the same page as far as you know you know the GM and the players knowing the rules and what's you know mm-hmm. right what's needed but that, so everybody has the same kind of idea of how to play this game because every every game plays different we've i've said that before yes and and your choice of skills are going to help the flavor it's going to yeah uh, kind of kind of give the game 
the feel of, of what makes it unique. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that person that just jumps in to seventh C and goes, let's go through this dungeon. Uh, I'm going to roll for attack. That's a kind of person that didn't read the rules. I think. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They come in and say, you know, where's uh, you know, I got to check for traps. Well, that's, yeah. this isn't that game. This yeah. Is, you know, and I think that's where, um, yeah, Seven C is a, a great example in this case. Uh, people really came into that game kind of hating it because that was their expectation. You know, they wanted to be able to, you know, check for traps, and and there's no mm-hmm. mechanic for that. And how do I do that? And right. this game, this game sucks because it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, next topic. Um, kind of, kind of along the same lines. Um, Mark, you want to talk to us about the rope skill? Uh, well, yeah, this is actually, that's kind of exactly kind what of we were talking like about instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and, and I was, you know, kind of sharing this, you know, this, this was on, uh, Reddit, but it, I, there was a great example when I was, uh, playing D and D and one of the things that really drove me away from D and D. Um, and this is probably more of a game master thing than a rules thing, but uh, I was playing a, a hero and I wanted to be kind of swashbuckly, so I wanted to grab a rope and swing from it. Seems straightforward, yeah. But I was told seems I, easy enough. Yeah, yeah. I was told I had to have the rope skill. I had to know how to handle a rope in order to grab it and swing from it. Yeah, and you know that became this. What is a rope skill? Why do I need to know how to tie knots in order to to grab a rope and swing from it, or throw throw a rope over a a line? You know, tie a rope across the the road for the villains to trip on, or you know, yeah, Yeah. exactly. How much you know? How how much is involved in that rope skill that is really needed uh, for that role? Yeah, and um. You know that, that that's uh that's one of those skills that, on one hand, is too minute, and the other hand, too wide open. Yeah, I feel yeah. like if they were going to go something like that, they need to put very specific definitions of what does and does not apply to the skill. Like swinging on a rope should not be rope use. That is like more mm-hmm. just athletics and athletics right? yes yeah. um whereas yeah. if athletics. you were trying to like tie up a person and keep him tied maybe that would that be, would like, be rope skill yeah exactly exactly. yeah, yeah. so I, I think like just better definition of like what does and does not fall under that skill would be really helpful there right i agree yeah and uh you know i think uh you know it's it's just it's an example of a skill that uh Kind of on the opposite spectrum. Kind yeah. of isn't essential. <laughs> or, you know, you know, again, trying to figure out what are you trying to do? Are you specifically talking about tying knots? If so, should it be a knot tying skill? Or, you know, like I say, you say that and then it's, it's too... Mm-hmm. Micromanaging and not, and so you want Cause to flush it because it. it sounds like because it sounds like the use rope is doing anything with a rope. Roll this skill, kind of yeah. thing. Well, and it, and then the GM considers that as swinging from a rope uses that skill. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> now, this is actually one of the things I like about Star Wars quite a bit, at least the, the D6 Star Wars that we've been playing. How oh, yeah. skills fall under You can swing from ropes anytime you want. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, if, if you don't have rope skill or anything that's specific to whatever, you're just making a straight up, you know, strength attribute roll. Um, and if you do, it improves that roll a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. so you can yeah. specialize in, and, and the amount of things you can specialize in is almost like unlimited. Like if you wanted to put points yeah. into haberdashery, you probably could. You just <laughs> stick it under one of your attributes and it gives you a plus to those roles. So right. yeah. it lets you make very detailed, very customized characters or NPCs. Um, and it lets you kind of freeform it while still staying within a, a structure where if you are completely unskilled in that, that one area, you've still got something to roll. Well, basically yeah, you can do anything. You, you can mm-hmm. use any skill. You know, I think there's, I think, the doctor is the only one you can't do automatically. Right. But otherwise, mm-hmm. you just do it. If you if you don't have the skill, you fall back on your attribute. But there's mm-hmm. not a there's not a if you don't if you don't have these numbers, you can't do anything. Yeah. Which which is very much in that Star Wars, you know, keep it moving, keep it flying, keep the action going. Yeah. Uh, flavor. It's not you're not going to stop and stand around and say I don't know what can I do. Um, well, and that's actually one of my kind of bugbears is like if you're playing a game and the GM says nope you just can't do that I, mm-hmm. I want a pretty good explanation as to why I can't like if if my barbarian wants to try to pick locks it is totally expected that I would fail um, but like at the same time like I should at least be able to try like if if the right. GM says nope that's just nope no then I, I want I want to know why I want I want a really good excuse as to why I can't actually attempt that. Well, I think I've I've told I've used this example before, but I was playing uh, some sort of magic user or something, and there was a sword laying there, and I said I wanted to go, uh, you know, I, can I pick up the sword? No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're a magic user. I I can bend at the waist. Pick I, up a sword. <laughs> I have opposable thumbs. I yeah, can bend right. at the waist. Tell me what I have happened. All the physical know? abilities mm-hmm. to pick up a sword. Yeah. Yeah. I hate how you know, Andy does, does it? it? Yeah. Does it shock me? Does it drain my powers? Does it, you know... Okay, yes, it's in the rules, but tell me what... Tell me why. Yeah, yeah what, tell me why. Why doesn't yeah, this work? Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, don't just, you know... You know, that has never happened to me in don't real just life. Say, it's, it's, like the, it's like 7th C in dodging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You don't just dodge. You right. have to say how you dodge. Right. <laughs> I, I have never been out in real life and been able to not do anything although you know <laughs> thinking about and not it, know why the rules <laughs> why, yeah. well I'm, actually i'm sorry the second. rules say i can't take trash <laughs> out tonight sorry <laughs> yeah you gotta find somebody with I a different yeah. class to do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god i don't think it'll work but uh you know i'm gonna try it <laughs> too high level for I'll that let you know how it goes <laughs> <laughs> good good oh man <laughs> Oh, next topic. Next topic. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's go back and let's talk about some combat systems here. Okay. Um, how would you feel if heroes' combat stats were mostly the same at low levels? Um, I think Steve has the most, um, the, the, the loudest reaction to this one. So let's let Steve. <laughs> I do. Well, I love it. I mean, honestly, I, I think that's a great place to start with games. I, I like games where in the beginning, when everyone's sort of a blank slate, they are not very 
diverse from each other. Like, you know, you can yeah. have like, it, it's just a, a point here or there makes a very small Other than difference. maybe what your weapon is. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or, or what, what weapons you can use. Uh, yeah, assuming that you, you're playing a system. That you're playing one of those are. systems. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I, I think yeah. we just established that I can use any damn weapon I want. I just might screw <laughs> up at it. But no, no. Um, yeah. Honestly, I like the idea that like everyone's – if you pick – if you have a system where everyone starts out more or less the same, there's more room for growth. So that in, in five or ten levels, if you've been really working hard, then yeah, suddenly your 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 warrior is a badass swordsman and your thief is like crazy sneaky. Um if you have them very divergent in the beginning, I feel like they're just going to be the same distance apart down the road. You don't have <laughs> like kind of diverging paths of a Y. You've just got parallel lines going so for advancement. So right. Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm actually a big fan of like like not very skilled like like basically limiting the abilities of of tier one characters so that they feel kind of noobish when you start. And if you want to play characters that don't feel noobish, then just roll up some level five or level ten characters and, and you know, more points that way. Yeah. Um, for me, I think I mean, yeah, I, I agree with it for the most part. Because it, it makes sure everybody's on the same page. Um which is which is good at the at the beginning of a of a game. It Espe- certainly keeps balanced, yeah. You know, yeah, especially for newer players, um, keeping everybody at the same like power mm-hmm. is kind of good. Like not like having a newer player in with maybe someone who's a power builder. You know, whatever. You know, having having those drastic differences can can ruin a game for people. Yeah. I'm 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 more tolerant of like a power gamer like kind of leveling into a situation where there's this unstoppable killing machine, but I get really generally annoyed when somebody, you know, really abuses the rules at level 1 to make a guy mm-hmm. that's head and shoulders more dominant than everyone else in the party. That's more of a kind of game Which killing situation. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I can't explain it not to me, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, Mark, what do, what do you think? What what are, well, what are your opinions? I'm on this? to be fair, I'm not a big fan of of leveling systems as much as as other games anyway. But I think to some degree, it's kind of a you know if if you're playing a game that levels, it's going to be a natural indication that you're going to start you know with, with closer numbers than than you end up. But I think the the advantage to that is it helps you grow as a team, mm-hmm. and you can kind of see, um, you know, this is the this is the role that I'm falling into. Therefore, my numbers are going to reflect the skills that I'm using and the skills that I'm bringing to to the team. And the, the right. you know, you kind of tend to fall into into uh into team place. dynamics a little bit better the slot yeah, yeah yeah so that's a good advantage to that yeah yeah because thinking about thinking about it and building <clears throat> building your party together in a way that benefits the party as a whole mm-hmm. instead of just the individual yeah yes um can kind of benefit more so like you know when 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 we do a you know a, a one-shot series or whatever yeah uh, and we we build our characters. You know, we tend to build them kind of to complement each other. Yeah. yeah. So one of us is good at one thing, and one of us is good at the other, and maybe we can help the other with something else. And right. You know, but if you're just, starting with a new group that that you don't know each other as well, 
then you know having your players start and learning that in game can be uh, can be beneficial as well. Beneficial, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I agree completely. And in some ways, it might be a little bit more organic than going into it with your uh, game design, designing your characters that way outside of actually having played the game. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let Let's take a big step here and kind of talk about the opposite side of things uh combat without stats um let's see let's look at this topic here um basically the gist of this is yeah go steve oh it's basically what they're getting at is is basically just have combat completely basically kind of um uh, uh, derived from the narrative. So basically have the GM just sort of call it. So if they want to attack something, instead of keeping track of like numbers and skills and attributes and whatever, there would just be no rules at all. And just if if the player goes up against someone that's tougher than them, then the tougher person would likely win unless it's, you know, for some narrative reason, the GM didn't want them to. Well, you'd uh, have least... to have stats for that. But... Yeah, well, you can you can have stats to look at it and compare, but it sounds like yeah. what they're getting at is just sort of like, you know, just make up an answer and tell them what happens, which isn't mm. the end of the world. If that's the sort of game you're looking to play, I definitely wouldn't want right. to play that for a combat heavy game. But no. yeah, I, I would suggest like, if you, you gotta have some way to resolve combat. Well, other yeah. than just narration. Because well, that, not, other, at, at that point, it's not, a, it's not a game anymore. Well, and this is yeah. my problem with you know, diceless systems in general. Like, the ones that try to completely avoid random numbers, like, mm-hmm. at some point, it's going to feel kind of like you're, you know, you're fated to either win or lose. You don't have a lot of, like, options. Well, well I, don't know if, I don't know if it's specifically talking about diceless systems. I think they're just talking about very rules light systems that really don't have a combat system. Well, if you, I mean, with no stats, it could come down to a, you just do a coin flip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if, but if it is just, you know, whoever has the, the biggest, the most stats wins, you could just sit home and do the math yourself as, yeah, he's going to win. He's going to win. He's going to win. And this mm-hmm. is how it's all going to end up. And we don't even have to bother playing it out. Yeah, right. that's true. I, I do think that you need to have some kind of either a randomizer or, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to get behind a character that doesn't really have anything written down about him. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, but on the other hand, if you do have that, you know, just if it's all if it's all random with no character stats, um, I I guess it could work, but it's it's not going to feel there. It's not going to feel narratively organic. It's not going to feel like like. Um, there's a logic to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're still mm-hmm. in arbitrary coin flip territory there. Like, you know, yeah. the, the guy who's beefy needs to have a better chance of winning combat than the, the pencil net geek or whatever. Well, and yeah, cause that's, that's going to drive the pencil net geek to, to make decisions based on that, that fact. Yeah. Things that play that to advantage. his strengths instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he can arm wrestle his way over, you know, whatever, then, then it just doesn't make sense. And it's not very fun. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, I'm I'm getting more flavor from what this topic really is. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's it's this guy this guy's basically saying here, you know, if you scroll down a little bit, pros versus cons, you know, no need to keep track of stats for weapons, armor, etc. But 
a con, it also says, requires both GM and players to actually know the weapons, armor, and fighting techniques. Oh God! This so it's like painful. actually. So this this guy's system is is basically, hey, let's use your real world knowledge mm-hmm. to just talk through battle scenes. Oh dear God! This I just had like a nightmare vision of people saying, "Well, the tip of my sword slides underneath your guard." No, he, he no, does it doesn't exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh my God! This is just like an excuse to argue all night. Like, I think so. It's it's really kind of the opposite of what the question is, because it's, it's it's actually going to be all stats. Mm-hmm. It's, you're just saying, you know, the the actual um, stats of the weapons and armor and and techniques. The the um, real world statistics of actual steel and right. weapon versus weapon and et cetera, et cetera. It's 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 too much. Which the whole point of which the whole point of this is to abstract that to make it workable. Um, you know, it's it's all going to be subjective. This yeah, another con down here <laughs> says players may easily feel like they're being shut down if the GM doesn't think their tactics are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is this is just an excuse for the DM to pontificate about how much he knows about swords. Yes, like, yes. Oh man, this is so. I bad. agree. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's move from that topic. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about one last topic here, just to round this episode off. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is guess what? Also from Reddit, <laughs> it says, "What is missing in the world of tabletop RPGs?" <clears throat> well, me mostly. I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> you have been busy recently. Oh my god! Yeah. No, go on. Go on. What, um, what do you think? Oh, but yeah, so I'm just reading the topic a little bit more. It says there are a thousand RPGs out there that cover a wide variety of settings, but I uh but it's I still seem to see the same game uh the same games come up over and over again. I can't help feeling that there is a hole in the hobby. Something that is missing hasn't been done or hasn't been done well. What is it? I can say it hasn't been done enough. I would like to see more funny RPGs. I feel like humor isn't quite humor hit on RPGs. as enough in, in RPGs yeah, as I'd because, like to see. Because comedy movies are huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have but, always been huge. <laughs> but that's a that's always a challenge because if you're playing it with a group of people who don't have a sense of humor, yeah. it's gonna be painful. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, the- theoretically, theoretically, these humor, quote unquote, humor games are for people who are friends or who have been playing together for a long time. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, looking at like, like it, Paranoia is a the, funny setting, it, right? Like mm-hmm. that's sort yeah, of oh, absolutely. my go-to example for a funny RPG. And it's, and it's great, but like, and, and you can make any game funny. You can write jokes into any game. But yeah. as far as like a game where the setting itself is absurd and ridiculous, I, I kind of like to see that. It's it's cool and and I I don't get enough of that. So I don't know. That's but me. There there are definitely those games. There are. Um, it's it is a it's it's one of those niche system or settings, genres. Mm-hmm. True. Um, but I agree. I agree. I wish there were some more comedy relief. Or or games that fueled more hilarity. Yeah, 
should I say? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Mark? Any any ideas that come to mind? Well, I mean, you've I've done the rant over and over about uh, how everything's fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I do think there's there's a lot of genres that aren't. Just uh, say it. You need more espionage games. <laughs> we need we need some sp- specifically espionage games. And I think steampunk genre isn't represented a lot. <laughs> yeah. So if there was something that that combined those two, you know, go I to steamfry.com. Something designed for two people, perhaps, because that's another thing you don't see a lot of. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, oh man. But uh, no, continue, Mark. Sorry. But yeah, no, I think uh, um, there are a lot more uh, ranges of of. Uh, genres i think than there ever have been before Mm, yeah but um but uh there is a lot and i think if there's something you're looking for it's worth looking for but the other question is there might be that genre but is it is it any good is uh you know do is, is there a uh uh spy game for example yeah there's there's a james bond feel but is there a a Mission Impossible feel is that uh, signif- Is that different enough, or, or you know, um, distinct right. enough that uh, yeah, that game... it warrants a different mm-hmm. system, a, di- yeah. a different mechanic? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and every game is only as good as its GM too. So I mean, that's another thing to consider is is like that's not only very... do you have to find a great game, you've got to find a GM who's who's able to pull off a game that works. So that's a very they good need, point. They yeah. need a mark. People need a mark for for espionage RPGs, and, and sure, uh, there's only one mark. Mark, yeah, I keep telling there people. is, yeah, I keep telling people, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> so, um, so, Zach, what are you missing? Always narrative games, more more narrative games. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I love the I mean and, and it's 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 coming it's it's coming to the surface here. With with this whole Kickstarter craze, all these indie game designers and writers and stuff, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting these narrative games, which I'm loving. Yeah. I'm loving. Um, yeah. Okay. Not not more narrative games. More more indie games. More independent. You don't think there game are designer games? You don't think there are a lot of those, especially with the Kickstarter stuff. I mean, they on? are. But there aren't a lot of good ones. Well, okay, so, <laughs> okay, so, so that's a distinction. Games could be what okay, you want okay, to there we go. Your on, yeah. Better, better indie indie okay. games, indie game designers. Okay, because a lot of these kind of don't either either don't complete funding or just like don't. I mean, the payout's not that great. Okay, but yeah, that, yeah that that still seems like kind of a generalization. Um, mm-hmm. More specifically, is there something specific that you're looking for in a game? Like, what would the game have to do to make it better in your eyes? Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, the spe- specific, not necessarily mechanic, but something that's included in a lot of games. Um, more collaborative narration is that specific enough? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. More <laughs> okay. collaborative more, more narrative games, games a, including. Um, including collaborative, where everybody, not not just the GM, decides what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> you know, because nice. D&D doesn't in- include that. 
Pathfinder doesn't include that. You know, all these kind of big box games other than, um, well, does, does Seventh Sea include collaborative, quote unquote, collaborative narration? It's, well, it is does. that kind of most. a house rule? Yeah. Is that something we're doing? You, well, you, your um, use of a, uh, a, a character point, what is that? Their character hero point. point. Hero, hero point is to drive the narrative. That is, you're supposed to be playing those to um, change the narrative and, and influence the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do a lot of that because, you know, don't give out too many hero points. But they should, you know, if those are flowing freely, <laughs> there would be a lot of, of interaction and that kind of, uh, right. yeah. of stuff going on. Absolutely. And we're we're just bad at giving out hero points, is what we're saying. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> because then you guys are going to change the narrative, and yeah, know. it's been weeks on that thing. <laughs> screw everything up. It's been weeks on that thing. Yeah. Oh man, I already told you guys I don't write for this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kid. Oh man, but it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, oh, did yeah. we cover everybody on that last topic? Did everybody talk? I think on so. That one? All good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we all say what we needed? Yeah, S- Steve, Mark. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a little bit over an hour, so I think we're going to call it here, boys. Okay, sounds good. It's been fun. Thank you for joining me, um, and I look forward to the next one. And that's it for this episode of Tabletop Radio Hour. Like always, you can find this episode on soundcloud.com slash tabletopradiohour and on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at TabletopCast if you have any questions or comments. You can join us over on facebook.com slash tabletopradiohour for regular updates. We also have an email address that is tabletopradiohour at gmail.com. Our website tabletopradiohour.wordpress.com You can find information about our Patreon page on our website. I want to thank you all for listening and keep rolling 20s. Oh,